Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. I'm your host, sometimes host, most of the time host, I should say, Joshua Hyde, the president of Recap. With me today are the greatest writer of all time, Anthony Arnold, the greatest professor of all time, Professor X, a.k.a. Alex Crohannon, and the greatest he-him, the homie, Mr. Nick. How are you all doing this fine afternoon? Awesome. Another day, I say, after the end of the world, so. <laughs> Downer. Debbie Downer. All, I mean, always. He's, he's consistently <laughs> been that, though. That's, that's, that's kind of his role here. That's his shtick. Yeah. Right. That's why he chose me. I'm the optimist. He's the <laughs> pessimist. You're somewhere in between. Yeah. And then Nick is just the homie. Yeah. Is the I'm, homie. Just, I'm just angry and I like to argue. So, I mean, hey, it works. It works. So we can go ahead and get into. I, I didn't actually tell you guys what show we're going to do. No. We just started recording. It's fine. No. We're doing it live. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Uh, I I want to go ahead and start with the uh, robot landlord. Yeah. Show. So uh, I'll go ahead and read my little snippet here. Uh, we've talked about this issue before, the the issue of companies buying up houses. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to do with these next few episodes is highlight some of the uh, literature that we have on our social media because I think it's great. And in many cases, uh, we share things that both we really care about and we think you guys should really care about. And so these first two episodes that we're going to record today are going to be focused on uh, articles that are going to be you would be able to find on our Facebook. Uh, This one was from back in November of 2022. It's called Robot Landlords Are Buying Up Houses. And I want to go ahead and talk about it. But first, Anthony. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the poll. Talk about the polls. All right. So the poll we're choosing today is the one we did about gas stoves. Some of you guys remember. I do. The great gas stove controversy of 2023. God help us. A recent study found asthma cases and up to 650,000 children could have been caused by gas stoves releasing harmful pollutants in the home. They do release pollutants such as carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, and formaldehyde into the air, which can increase the risk of respiratory damage, the study published in December said. While there is no national effort to ban gas stoves, there are at least two states looking to phase out gas stoves by 2030. So the question in our poll was, do you think there should be a national health effort that bans gas stoves across the nation? Who wants to start? I will. All right. Mr. President. (laughs) Yes, sir. Get down, Mr. President. Um, (laughs) I... I have a I have a unique take on this. Yeah. Because I wholeheartedly believe that my asthma issues in my youth were created because of this. We had a gas stove yeah. in my first house that I, I grew up in. And one of the things that was weird was that I was born premium. I'm pretty sure we've talked about that. Uh, several of my parts were underdeveloped. And I didn't actually start having issues until I got home Mm. which is why i think (laughs) there is a correlation here um and that i i could very well be a product of this issue however um i 
I'm concerned as to why we didn't know about this before now. So, like, yes, if we learn that they are harmful, just like we learned that, you know, lining homes in lead was harmful, we should do things to change that. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Right. My concern specifically is why it took so long to learn about this, given how long we've been using gas stoves. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. Uh, Anybody else who wants to go next? Nick? Alex? Sure, why not? All right. Sure, I'll take it. Um, I scrolled back up through our Slack to see the poll, and I noticed you left out the fact that the CDC, uh, or, well, that's not it, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is that the CDC? It doesn't matter. Uh, Their data from 2018... Okay. The, the data um, from 2018 says one in 12 children or about 6 million age yes. 0 to 17 years old have asthma. Like there's straight up data to show how, how this, like how many kids have asthma. Yes. Purportedly the correlation here with uh, gas stoves. And like, to me, that's nuts. To answer the actual question though, um, I'm not a huge proponent of banning things. Because it always sends people like, and I think the idea of banning, like, actually, I prefer cooking on gas stoves than electric stoves, uh, just because it, like, for instance, if you're making a steak, it just is more well, um, it cooks, it cooks more well-roundedly, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but like. Because you're using actual fire. <laughs> yep. You're right. Yeah. It's using real, it's using fire, but, um, you know charcoal exists and grills exist so right but anyway the point where i'm getting at is that i'm not a huge proponent of banning things but i do think it should be a concerted effort to move away from it like eventually like say 2023 rolls around the point shouldn't be ah gas stoves aren't allowed anymore it's that we don't want to use gas stoves they hurt people yeah we as a society has decided that this is not good for us yeah yeah no that's totally fair alex x so I'm this might surprise people, but I actually think that we should the I think you should pass standards. You should just like you know so you should just pass standards to say after this point, like we're just not gonna produce them anymore because they just won't meet our like they just won't meet criteria. Yeah. And then and I'll say and then like in, in tandem with that, you should run like an advert you should run like the ad campaign like you used like the government used to do with like like the like the smoking, not to like the not to like the same cheesy degree. Of, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. We all remember we those. All remember yeah. those. <laughs> but I, I mean just like nothing else. But I mean like a like I mean like a public education yeah. and just say uh, just lay out exactly like lay out exactly what the CDC already did, and then you just like the CDC will continue to make reports. You should just like advertise them to the public, and you know raise awareness, and people will gradually, we hope, protect their kids. Now, and it's like like don't you don't need to make it a big political issue, though. Someone is it is it inevitably will. Is, is it possible have. to not make it a political issue in today's America? It's already, um, it already is. I say, I mean, I say, I mean, it already, it already is. Uh, I say, I was, uh, there's yeah. an art. I just saw an article. It was, yeah. Uh, other appliances the Democrats want to take from you. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. The um, war on gas stoves oh, is a phrase course. I heard exactly. in an interview. That incredible. The libtards um, are coming from my stoves now. What will they take next? <laughs> Whoa. News at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. 
I mean, look, th- this one was, I mean, I know in the ensuing days, there was a little more conversation about what the findings of the original study actually were. This ties into stuff we talked about on this podcast before. Alex, of course, has talked extensively about this. The actual understanding of what scientific study says is quite bad. And typically, it's easy to interpret the studies, the findings, way more aggressively than what the study itself said. Um, I think there's a bit of that that happened. But even if the study, even if the study's findings were true, like replacing gas stoves is hard. Like, yeah. like I, I, everywhere is hard. Yes. Right. I, I mean, it, it is typically probably you're looking minimum eight to $10,000 job to replace your gas stove. Like getting rid of your stove, you have to do, you have to just tear down the wall behind it. You have to run a new uh, outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's not as simple as just like plug in an electric stove and you're good. Like that's no, this is like a heavy duty contracting work. Yeah. Uh, cool. And asking people, like most, most people couldn't. And so you're like, well, who's going to give them the money? Who's going to write them like a $10,000 check to replace their gas stove or just say, hey, contractor, this is what you're doing for the next 25 years. So, so like someone has that, to cut the check. Right. Which is why I say just like, so if you just cut the supply, if you just cut the supply. Right. It will. Ev- people will eventually transition in the same way that if you have, if you just eventually cut the supply to gas powered cars and everything will be at right. least a hybrid right then people will transition off of gas powered vehicles because right. they don't have a choice right and to your question of can it not be political it can't be because the creation of standards is political yes. and ultimately the government would have to cut checks which is political when we're talking about budgeting i mean that's political like there's going to be some line item that says like we are budgeting you know but five hundred million dollars, so, a billion dollars. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. Who is a? I, I don't know. There is some government re, uh, body that has regul that has control over like regulation on appliances. Right. This is the thing that makes sure that like when you go out and buy a blender that it runs on, uh, yes. say on six like on yes. s- like on sixty amps and uh, or say like not sixty amps. Uh, 60 watts like the the, the standard output yep. like there that's because it's regulated yep. people like companies aren't doing this because they want to be helpful because if they what they would every company would love to do like the apple thing and it's been like well you have to buy a custom adapter yeah. that will then plug into your wall and it will do the transformation for you but yeah. we only sell the adapt like yeah every company would do that if they could but it's regulated so they can't right so someone already has authority to do this they could just say here's a new standard uh as a um as a effective say effective at this time done yeah. And we don't have to, no one has to hear about it. No one has to, to say, like, we, we don't have to have a floor, like, a hearing on Congress because they already have been given the authority to do this. I mean, just just do your job competently and quietly. That's what, like, that's what we want. This is almost what everybody wants. Yes. And don't, uh, quite, c- quietly and competently, quietly being a, another important part of that. Like, don't, don't run to the camera and be like, we're talking about banning stoves. Don't don't do that. Yes. <laughs> just just say it say effective in 2020. Yeah. All stoves created after January 1st, 2025 yeah. must be electric. Yeah. 
punked. Or, or I say, or just cannot be gas-powered stoves. Right. Punked. And there you go. On that note, unless nobody else has anything to add, I'm going <laughs> to call it. Okay. We're good? All right. So our polls drop Friday <laughs> on social media. Comment. Interact. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you feel about the great gas stove controversy. Um, respond to us with memes. Please. The libs memes. are trying to take my stoves. Put, put memes in the comment <laughs> section. We, we would love to see those. Uh, but yes, on that, I'm, I'm going to kick it back to you, Mr. President. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, slide that ball right over Woo! to to uh, <laughs> Professor X over here to talk about some trends. So in honor, in honor of our uh, special on... Online landlords. I want to talk about <laughs> online realtors. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Uh, so this is uh, called iBuyers. If you're not familiar with them, let's 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 get into it. So Open Door Technologies Incorporated was founded in March 2014 as a tech company in San Francisco as an online re- real estate retailer, both buying and selling residential real estate. So it was uh, so it was kind of posed as a fast and easy alternative to traditional realtors. You could simply say you could simply post say post your house, you know, put in some pictures, do like a walkthrough, and they had they had some computer algorithms that would automate this and uh, determine based upon where your where your house was, how much the square footage was, and like what the what the like the layout yeah. of it, try to predict like what like what a fair offer was, and they would offer it in cash. Okay. And then after purchasing the house, they would then perform repairs and updates, so the owner wouldn't have to. Okay. And then they'd eventually sell the property to another family using the difference between the buying price and like yeah. the costs of the yeah. you know, and the costs as profit. Yeah. And so from their website, the company ha- currently has operations in 53 distinct markets across the United States and Canada. Yeah. Exclusively in large cities, including Indianapolis. Well, I'm sure this is going really great. Uh, so from their last <laughs> earnings report in November of 2022, the company has sold, what, last year? Yeah. 8,520 homes and purchased 8,380 homes with an additional 2,259 somewhere under contract for purchase. Yeah. And currently own 16,873 homes with a total estimated value of $6.1 billion. That's that's big. Yeah. That's huge. They also reported a annual profit of negative $425 million. Bank up job. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, about that six point one billion dollars in uh, you know just real estate sitting there. Right. Um. So other names in online realty include Redfin and Zillow. Yeah. And they both launched their own iBuyer operations in two thousand seventeen and two thousand eighteen. Huh. Huh. And have subsequently subsequently closed their programs in. Uh, Zillow in November of 2021 and Redfin in December of November of uh, 2022. But before we celebrate that, like this, very like again, no fault. Like if anyone here has used iBuyers, like it's convenient. It's it's convenient for you, yeah. the house seller. That's what it's designed to be, yeah. and they're trying to make you offers that you like you can't turn down. I was like, I, I get it, but 
They are, like I say, their promise of, and we'll sell it. Really? You sell these properties. Why are you sitting on 16, like, red, let's say, uh, open door? Why are you sitting on 16,000, almost 17,000 properties across the U.S. and Canada? I thought you sold them. I thought you sold them for for profit. So what, what, what are they doing here? Well, they're renting them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly they're, where we were going. They're, they're, they're renting them. Yeah, because that's where the real money is. No, right. Um, but so, but any, uh, but anyway. So why? So the question becomes: Why did Red and Finn and Zillow close theirs? Right. Well, because they are having difficulty in doing the renovations and flipping the houses, because they are running across the same supply chain problems. That like that we're all having yep. and a tightening labor market, just like the they can't get contractors in there to do the work because they are swamped in other things, and you'd have to pay them a you know a premium, and that would eat into their Correct. profits, and so they're not going. So so they just decided that it's not worth it right now. Wow, they're gonna postpone them. Don't worry, they'll be back if they like if they're like. If they think they can do it, they will. So imagine trying to be like a first-time home buyer, and you have to, you know, get online and like they have to post it, right? Like so, Zillow, who literally like does like right. online postings, or even Open Door, also sells like they sell the houses directly. Right. So like they post the houses, and you'd be like, oh, I, I I'd like to like buy one of these. I mean, like, oh, well, you get to compete not only with. Uh, you know, like the the private equity firms and the banks that are buying up these houses, so right. they can rent, like, so they can do the same scheme, but also compete with Zillow itself. Yeah. Like, oh, we got, we got, like, we got a the moment that this house is a notification on Zillow, they're like, yeah, here's an offer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, above, say, you know, some value above, mar- uh, say, a market value. Yep. In cash right now. Yep. Take it or leave it. And you'd be a fool not to take it. A fool. Yep. You principled. You have to be principled, like <laughs> fair, not to take it. Fair. Like you're not, like you're not doing. And I say, like, not that you, if you take it, you're not principled. I'm saying, like, the only reason you wouldn't take it is that, like, some principle. But like, I want to make sure that this house, the all the memories uh, that that we've built in this house as a family, I want to give that opportunity to someone else and not to some. Corporation. Corporation to put it in their portfolio of of potential investments. Yes. Yes. The U.S. housing market uh, is just... It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a hellscape yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. Based in, like, because we view houses as investment vehicles. It's a, it's a commodity. Right. And that drives basically all of the bad behavior you see that I'm sure we're getting ready to get into. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <clears throat> so, we do, do you, is there anything else you want to say nope, about that? Nope, that's, we... that's all I had. Yeah, so on that note, let's go ahead and talk about what some of these companies are doing yeah. with these properties. So, uh, the 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 topic is is fairly self-explanatory. Robot landlords, what exactly does that mean? Well... <laughs> We've known that these companies are buying houses, but one thing the article itself handles fairly well is the situation of management, because that's one thing that hasn't really been discussed. Buying all of these homes and renting them out is generally the goal, but like, you know, if you were someone who bought one of these homes, what does that look like for you? Well, apparently... 
uh, a lot of these companies are moving toward automation for these processes. And uh, shocking. Yeah, that that presents its own set of challenges. So I have some questions based on, like uh, the, the goal for this isn't necessarily to rehash the article. You should yeah. read it if you if yeah. you can find it. It's it's actually great. And if I, if possible, I'm going to try to link the article on the episode. That way, uh, you can take a read of the article, listen to the episode, and then uh, have a bit more of an understanding. But I, I have some questions based off of some thoughts that I had about the article and some conversations that I have with some people. And I just kind of want to know your thoughts on. Some of these things. And some of these questions come with like a preface. So I'm going to give you the preface now. In many ways, automation is seen as a path to the future. It has created a number of great things, but often gets abused in how the data is collected and used. Do we believe, if we take the the companies out of this situation, do do we believe automating the landlord process on its own is a bad thing? Yes. Yes. Does someone care to elaborate? Uh, I would say because the relationship, if you have a landlord, you, you, it's, it functions better as a person to person relationship because it can't necessarily be rules and rules based. Everything's regimented. And well, this is what the, this is what the script says to do. You preferably want to have a more closer relationship with your landlord. Um, because odd circumstances that lie outside the norm happen. And like, if Ultron is your landlord, he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's what the rules say. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I I don't give a fuck about you or your scenario. Like, like the AI is programmed to maximize profit or whatever. Like, it doesn't care about you individually. It only cares about what is better for the arbitrary bottom line. And so, yeah, I think that's just going to I think that's inherently a bad relationship to have with your landlord. <laughs> OK, that's fair. I mean, if you ever know, like like it, it, like in college, like you, you know, if you know, like college kids renting properties, like it was cool if you had a landlord who was a little more understanding of like we're college kids and sometimes shit happens. <laughs> and it'd be cool if you were a little more understanding. So to be like, get out. Like, well, that's. <laughs> It's a dick move. <laughs> fair. But Ultron's kicking your ass to the curb. Like <laughs> that, that is that is fair. But also, like, so specifically, because like weird stuff happens, uh, right? Yeah. So, um just say, does say Ultron does not understand the difference between my sink. There's a there's a minor leak to my sink and my right. sink is spewing water all over the like all over everything right. Right. so like oh i have to go i have to go and fill out an automated form and i say and like and it has like the it has the like the drop downs and then like you know say tech you know technical issue when it's like sub menu uh honestly there, there's a, there's a leak send well we'll we'll call let's say well i have I have queued up a plum. I, I did a search and found plumbers in the area. I found the cheapest one. I have put it in an order, and they, they and they will get here. You know, I've scheduled the appointment. They will be here at this time at this date. That's that doesn't help me. Yeah, that just that doesn't help me. It's like, well, why don't you say, well, why don't you just turn off the water? I um I can't get access to the water. You 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 right. you the you the right. like you the landlord. Did is I say have you know have secured yeah. 
Uh, we, we've all like we've all seen it. Just yeah. Like, you you decided that I wasn't trustworthy to like have access to the like to the water valve. Right. So you like you have it under lock and key, and I can't. And so uh, the property is just gonna flood. Yeah. And we've all interacted with those drop boxes you mentioned. When you like you're trying to do the AI chat thing, and there's like select a drop box, and you're like, but my problem. Does it, Does it fit? fit any and you're of like, those? come on, like, come on, Comcast team. Oh my God, sit right. <laughs> sit. <laughs> Help. You just keep Help. hitting zero Help. until somebody answers. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that with your home. <laughs> and like, I agree. Uh, I, I I wasn't necessarily queuing up to play devil's advocate here it was more or less like i just wanted to know you guys' thoughts on like if we thought that could be good in any way shape or form uh i don't think we live in the america where it ever would be good but just just a just a quick just a quick thought there uh the next one you kind of already answered but i still want to ask it anyway specifically because you said old (laughs) shot so um Say that the, the the preface for this question is: Say the trend continues, and eventually incorporates AI more effectively, <laughs> uh, purely from a technological standpoint. Do you think we could end up in a future with AI landlords? <laughs> Boom! Called it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, though. Like, do I think we'll end up there? Yeah, I absolutely without some significant regulation the answer is yes and that's okay it's it's it like this specific kind of part of the issue is in my mind a little smaller than the the whole issue itself of the companies buying up the housing market and making it impossible for anyone else to do the same right Uh, that's a bit more of a major concern i just wanted to kind of highlight because I, i one of the things that like i said i think the article does really well is talk about what it looks like living in these kinds of scenarios, which is very different than if you, you know, were living in an apartment and have like a, like a physical landlord, or if this was like a home rented from a person. And again, you had a person that you could talk to, um, and kind of the challenges and, and things associated. So, uh, I I feel like we're kind of all in agreement here. I don't, I don't know if there's like a whole lot of places this conversation can go. Well, I mean, look, it sucks. Like, like I, if people don't know, I, I do, corporate housing stuff for a living. So I travel around the state, sort of, uh, I'm all in and out of a lot of apartment complexes, setting places up, getting things ready for people who are moving in, things like that. Um, and I can say from the apartment complexes I interact with, there is this increasing, like there was a company who was buying up different apartment complexes. And it's clear that, that they are trying to remove the human element out of the like leasing office. Like you would go, you know, there are no agents. They would have one group of agents managing like five apartment complexes. So you would go to the office and there would be no one there. You would go call these people who are located two blocks away. Or if you need to do a tour, call ahead and someone will meet you. But, you know, I was like, but what if you have an emergency maintenance request? <laughs> you can't walk into the leasing office and be like, hey, no, my apartment is flooding. <laughs> No, right okay. now. <laughs> right now. I need assistance right now. <laughs> right. You can fill out a form. Right. I have a I have an apartment complex that where we have a semi-automated uh, relationship with maintenance where we can call them or I think maybe text them um, and it sends through a something, I don't know, 
My girlfriend does it, so I don't know exactly how it works. But it sends through, and then maintenance comes to fix whatever the issue is. Lucky for us, it's within the hour. Maintenance at our apartment complex is fast as hell. But if you're in a situation where, yeah, which is great, which is not something I'm used to, I'll tell you that right now. Um, Me neither, buddy. But but if you live in an apartment complex or um, anywhere that you rent and maintenance takes days to come, how the AI process could make that potentially even slower depending on the processes involved if there's a mistake and how it gets, like who gets it. What if there's like a middleman? What if it goes like, uh, if the landlord's automated, so I guess there isn't a middleman. But you get the idea. Like it, it could add additional resources and problems to people who, what what was the, the thing right before? And there's contact these people who are two blocks away. Right, exactly. and you have to call them to get one of them to do something. So what if it has to go through them? get to maintenance it's a whole thing right. it's a whole thing so so i have a i have another question just like a why this is bad yeah so what happens if your ai landlord breaks the law who's responsible we this isn't such an excellent question i'm assuming the people that manage the ai not not the people who trained the ai the people who implemented it I mean, like the like right. I say. So, like the person who is using the AI didn't per, like didn't make Correct. probably didn't make the AI themselves. They probably are purchasing a service from somebody else. Correct. So is it is it this person who implemented the AI in perhaps a way that it shouldn't have been like it wasn't supposed to be used this way? It was supposed to be like a assistant to a yep. per, to an actual person, um, or is it the person who built the AI who didn't like? Who didn't know that it was going to be used in this way, but then, like, let's say, like, then doesn't perform like their fiduciary duty. Correct. I would assume, oh. at least in this specific scenario, because I feel like with most crimes, you you have to kind of get into the nitty gritty because a blanket answer is not a blanket answer. Um, I would say that in this scenario, we would blame it on the people who implemented it, not the people who built it. But where's the say? But yeah, but where's the law? Like, what law did they break? Right. But like we don't do that like if McAfee if McAfee fucks up with Windows, we don't sue Windows. Even though then no. we sue McAfee. Well, I say but as as far as that goes, like so Equifax has right. a like Equifax right. uh has a security breach. Correct. And then all of our in your information gets stolen. Like, do you get to sue Equifax? Right. Do I get to start to reclaim my information from Equifax and then like these right. are the things that you can have access to and these are the things right. you can't? Yeah, no, we have, no one. Yeah, we haven't answered this with AI at all. I've talked about this with like AI driving. I'm like, if AI gets in a car accident, like I, who's responsible? <laughs> everyone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Penalize everyone. <laughs> no one gets. The, that's it. That's an interesting thing you brought up, uh, Alex, because like uh, some of the AIs I've seen in terms of like you know, articles and stuff, they already are. They're breaking um, discrimination laws. Right immediately because right. their data sets are inherently racially biased right so well, so i uh, say uh sorry i don't, I don't want to cut you off go ahead that's it oh okay so it's, like, it's funny you mentioned that like so you could have like so the like the this was the amazon case right like right. their ai what like that they did for hiring was like it was explicitly uh i mean it was sexist amongst uh, amongst other things um but here's the thing their defense was it can't be sexist because sex isn't a variable that it ha- that it can consider. Race isn't a variable that it consider because we recognized that like sex and race because uh, it could be a problem, so we removed them. 
And it's like, well, the AI, so the AI can't be sexist and it can't be racist because those aren't variables that it can account for. And it's like, well, no, it can account for those by building proxy variables. Yep. This variable isn't labeled race, but if I take what school you came from and where you live and where essay and uh, what other jobs you have had, I can kind of put together a profile yeah. statistically. Yeah. Because that's if you do that a number of what, times, yeah. you, there will be similarities that right. you then yes. choose to avoid. I mean, if we think if people think that's not happening with like AI renters, like if they're sorting applications for renting and they're using the AI to sort, if you if people think they're not they're not sorting Say, with bias, please. Wh- why do you think why do you think that the iBuyers are only located in large cities? Correct. Yep. Answer: Redlining. Correct. Yep. Yep. I, very, I can very. It's very easy to do. Let's say to model your city on a grid and say and say which homes are are valuable and which ones aren't. If it's already been done for you. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. So, who gets sued when the when the AI leasing agent rejects Josh and I's application? For reasons, <laughs> who do we sue again? For reasons. <laughs> well, no, I say, and I say, and not just, I say, and not just that, right? Because I, I, I'm actually in like the field of artificial intelligence. Yeah. For you know, say, those of you who don't already know, but like, I can't I say like if it's depending on like the model, I can't go back and say what the AI was doing, which right. means it can't be questioned. Right. Which means you can't say this was rate like this was racist, and then like it clearly was. But point, show me how it was racist. Oh, right. Well, I I can't, but show me that it wasn't racist. I also can't. Right. Right. And this, <sighs> yeah. And this should be seen as a powerful reason why companies are moving this way. It allows them to dodge uh, some legal culpability. Correct. Yep. <laughs> I can say as long as as long as I can like as long as I don't include the explicit variables labeled X Y Z. I you can't chart. I can't be charged for violating this term, yeah. even if I am violating these terms because it wasn't intentional. Correct. Correct. And this is what we mean when we say we want our legislators to listen <laughs> and act yes. on what they hear. AI is not the way that we need to be managing these things. Or at least the current version of AI is not. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get into a future where it's it's well where, enough to, to say, make that happen. Where it's all automated and it's all uh, say uh, The Wally <laughs> universe. Yeah, the Wally universe. <laughs> More vision, less Ultron. More vision, less Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, with that being said, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Yag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook for more podcasts, articles like the one we covered today, polls like the one we covered today, and everything else that we generally tend to share there. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all for listening at home. Thank you, Nick, for joining on the Zoom. We will see you next time. Josh out. And that's yeah. okay. It's it's it like this specific kind of part of the issue is in my mind a little smaller than the the whole issue